The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Boopa, supporting the health of millions of Australians. Because life happens. Find out more at boopa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 15th of June. In your Squiz today, the death sentence for an Australian man in China, fresh protests in the US, the collapse of furniture store Matt Blatt, and a little rain making a big difference. This is your Squiz today. An Australian man called Cam Gillespie, also known as Cam, has been sentenced to death in China. Cam has been detained in China for the last six and a half years. He was arrested back in 2013 with seven and a half kilos of methamphetamine in his checked luggage. But Claire, this has all just come to light in the last few days. Yeah, despite him being in prison for that length of time, uh, he was found guilty last week on Wednesday and it wasn't until it was posted to a Chinese court website on Saturday that this became more widely known. He's got 10 days to lodge an appeal. This is obviously extremely distressing for his friends and family. This is the first they've heard of him since he disappeared back in 2013. Apparently a small group were told uh, at the time that he had been arrested, but for his bigger friendship group and many people who had stayed in touch with him for quite a long period of time during his life were really left asking questions about what had happened to him. There's stories of many of them mounting a search online for him, but the conclusion that many of them struck was that he'd just disappeared because he wanted to start a new life and had left them behind. But of course, very sadly, he was in prison. As you say, he has 10 days to lodge an appeal. What is the government saying? Simon Birmingham, the trade minister, says that we shouldn't necessarily view it as a part of that conflict that we're having with China at the moment. There's plenty of legal experts who have said that China's justice system moves very slowly, so it's not necessarily unusual for six and a half years to be taken for a case to be heard and for a decision to be given. And it's not unusual either for a death sentence to be given in a case like this. But uh, plenty are saying that it's more than a coincidence and it's something uh, that very much the government's going to need to work on to try and save his life. Over to the US now, and a fresh wave of protests have kicked off in Atlanta, Georgia, after the fatal police shooting of African-American man Rashad Brooks, who had been asleep in his car in a Wendy's restaurant drive through A call came through to police to suss that out. He was suspected of driving under the influence, and things escalated fairly quickly from the time they knocked on his window to wake him up to the point where he was shot and died later in hospital. Video footage of that shooting emerged the police chief resigned, the officer who was involved in the shooting was sacked and then the following night the restaurant was torched by protesters. Authorities said that 36 people were arrested in the unrest that follows and they're now working very hard to try and calm that down again. Politicians and civil rights leaders continue to call for lasting police reforms to protect black Americans. Meanwhile, back here at home, there are about 7,000 protesters in Perth and 1,000 in Darwin calling for an end to racism in Australia. There were crowds of varying sizes in other city centres around the country supporting both Black Lives Matter and refugee rights. In more international news, South Korea has convened an emergency security meeting after military threats from North Korea, including threats to destroy a liaison office on the border. Claire, what's causing the tension? 
North Korea is really struggling under the weight of sanctions and those sanctions have no chance of moving until it moves on the discussion with the United States and with South Korea about the denuclearization of that peninsula. Things have really been in a bit of a stalemate there. So it is acting out, experts say, and these threats, including uh, North Korea threatening to take military action against South Korea, is something that the South is considering as a grave situation. These threats have been delivered by Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jong. She is the regime's influential propaganda chief who's just recently come back to that position. Back home now, and there are plans for more COVID-19 restrictions to be lifted in the coming weeks. Let's run through a few quickly, starting with New South Wales. New South Wales, you're going to be able to have indoor venues limits lifted, but they still need to abide by one person per four square metre rule. Also in outdoor venues, those that can carry a capacity of up to 40,000 people can have a quarter of that in those venues. Funerals can now take place without limits on numbers but again that four square meter rule uh, comes into play and at weddings the same deal but you can have no dance floor (laughs) that does not seem right (laughs) at all over to Victoria. Victoria, up to 50 people are going to be allowed back in cinemas, theatres, cafes from next Monday. Uh, also good news for snow bunnies. The ski season's going to start at that time as well. When it comes to border restrictions, the South Australian government is saying they'll open back up on the 20th of July. The Queensland government seems to be firming up on the 10th of July as the date their borders will reopen. And Claire, there was an update on international travel. Yeah, very quietly and an announcement was made that the travel ban on overseas trips has been extended for a further three months until the 17th of September. So uh, maybe better news that we can get across to a few more states in Australia, get out and see the country. There's lots to see, plenty to do in Australia. Over to business news and the company behind furniture design store Matt Blatt has collapsed. They were forced to close their 12 stores due to coronavirus lockdowns and debts of around 11 million. However, the brand and its intellectual property have been snapped up by online retailer Kogan. And this has happened a couple of weeks ago, but questions are continuing to mount about how uh, Kogan's able to take that intellectual property in the brand and keep selling under the brand Matt Blatt while the company is left big debts, including 3,000 customers who were left high and dry after paying deposits for furniture items uh, that they won't see. They've lost their money. So lots of questions about how that all works. Analysts, though, say that it's a good move for Kogan, which is really expanding its e-commerce space. Still in business news, but jumping from furniture to cartoons, the CEO of Hello Kitty is stepping down at 92 years old after more than six decades at the helm. He has held on to that position for a very long time. Hello Kitty is the chief product that's made by that company, um, Sanrio. And incredibly, it's a company that's worth $1.4 billion. Its sales (laughs) have fallen in recent times. It really is, but she's in 130 countries and was really part of that kawaii move Mm. from Japan which is around cuteness and Hello Kitty certainly is that. And Claire, you've included in the Squiz Today email a photo essay on rural Australia showing just how much recent rains have done for some drought-stricken areas. 
We're not out of the drought yet, but things are certainly looking good with uh, winter expected to see above average rainfalls in a lot of parts of the country. Uh, Lots are still struggling and haven't seen much rain, but plenty of regions have. And if you get in to have a look at this link and see just how a bit of rain can transform the country and give those farmers and rural communities hope again is quite incredible. Yeah, it's so good to see. And what's the subject line you've got for us today, the song lyric that relates to something in the news? I've gone for a lyric from Footloose, kick off your Sunday shoes, of course, when it comes to fighting for your right to being able to dance. You won't be able to dance (laughs) at a wedding in New South Wales for a while. Uh, It's a lyric that came to mind. It just doesn't seem like you can have a wedding without a dance floor, but (laughs) we'll get there soon, hopefully. That's all from us today. A little reminder that if you know of anyone who you think might enjoy the way we cover the news here at Squiz, either in the podcast or in the email, let them know, spread the word. Recommendations from friends are a huge part of how we grow here at the Squiz. Other than that, have a good Monday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.